1: Bryn earth school is hard. In fact, you taught me that.
2: Let's crush
1: earth school together. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey 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 my witchy poo. How are you today?
2: <laughs> I'm doing great, my owl. How
1: are you? <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I've actually never gotten to say hello to you with the topic of our episode cuz this, this is actually called new. <laughs> This is new. It's called Hey Hey Hey. It's breakthrough <laughs> for us it is. So, I think this episode is interesting cuz it's uh it crosses a couple of things here. So, it's like a combination of an homage, but
2: also kind of part of our book club, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Possibly. Possibly. (laughs) Yes. Today, we're talking about the extraordinary, illustrious Louise Hay, right? Who was such an iconic force in this realm of spirituality, of awareness, of weaving together the physical, the energetic, spiritual so beautifully and, and just carved a path that the rest of us are following. She, we, we don't get to have any of these experiences without her.
1: She's incredible. You know, I... Yeah. Um, I learned about her work probably much later in life than you did. Let's be honest. I'm a little slow to the uptake. (laughs) You know, you went to school or you went to her school early. I was in her (laughs) school dropout for a good 40 years. So I kind of encountered her, you
2: know, a little bit later. It's all good. And that's the beautiful thing. Her work is so iconic. Whenever you run into it, it's just eye opening and heart opening and like,
1: so cool. <laughs> so why don't you, you know, not to put you on the spot, but i don't to put you on the spot. Why don't you tell us a bit more about her work and what it meant to you and how maybe you've used it?
2: First of all, when she started her awareness, um, she studied in a church in New York called I think it was called Science Science Mind, something like that. Oh, Science so, of the Mind. Science of the Mind. That was you it. know, that's yes. so weird.
1: My father grew up. Science of the mind. That's weird. What? Yes. Isn't that weird? This
2: is your birthright. (laughs) It's
1: weird, right?
2: It's so strange. You just said that. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. And and my uncle, who
1: is still alive, who's over 90, rarely goes to the doctor because that's they don't believe in medicine much. It's very
2: interesting. Well, they would feel like the medicine would interfere Uh with the correct processing that your body is doing for whatever life you know, or school course you're in, in the moment, right? Is That's, this is...
1: one of those things that I've held back that I shouldn't have held back for exactly. so long Exactly, And like, hello, you.
2: Black Panther. <laughs> this is a Black Panther moment. It's like, oh yeah, my dad was that. That's how what, he grew what, up. What did, what did he do with it? I'm curious. I, I don't know. Okay, just because he wasn't around,
1: you didn't know. No, he wasn't around. I mean, you know, he, he jumped when I was 13. Um, hmm. But I do know my uncle, though, who lives in Cincinnati, like probably <laughs> around the corner from you, um, <laughs> has been practicing this his whole life. And he's over 90, he just turned 90 this last summer. So That's there's a little amazing.
2: something something to it. Yeah.
1: For anyway, real. I totally interrupted your flow. No, to no, like- but,
2: so she started this book. Like she started this path in the early seventies. And then, you know, her path unfolded. And eventually she like she found herself teaching these workshops and guiding people into their own wisdom. And she put it in the Iconic book. I know I keep saying that word, but there's no other word right that says, you know, healed your body right this is this is the path she put it in a book so everyone could have it. and people just called it the little blue book. like they didn't even you know you just knew what they were talking about. So everyone in healing circles or awareness or people who would be thinking taking responsibility for their thoughts would be have followed or been influenced by Louise Hay. Back in the day, this is back in the 70s. Come on, what were you all doing in the 70s, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> me? Uh, well, I was, my mother's changing my diapers in the early 70s. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> like if you met somebody on an elevator mm-hmm. and they said, what? Tell me about Louise Hey, What's her work known for? Like what exactly? I mean, she talks about heal the body, but what is, what's at the root of it?
2: Her path is really illuminating empowerment that says when something is going on in your body, it is a message. So when you can create space between, oh, this happened, whether it's I had a acne breakout, or I broke my leg, or anything in between, or, or cancer in her case, right? In her path, she ran, she ran into cancer. She took it as a message, an energetic message that was completely aligned to whatever situation was happening in her life. So this wasn't a mistake. This was a predictable progression of a situation that has gone unattended to. I think that is a great way to explain it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and, you're welcome. And, and so, with that, I'm your biggest would, fan in case you <laughs> haven't you're heard. So
1: kind. <laughs> I do a podcast like, to talk to you. So
2: generous. then there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then, what she would say is so with this message that your body and your life is giving you, change your life take care of this, take responsibility, cultivate this message, integrate it, address it with great compassion. There was never any judgment from her. Like, oh man, you tank that, you know. <laughs> like she, right, you got an F. Right, right, she no, never said that. right, that she would never do that. She said, oh, great, and this is what you're going to do about it. This is how you're going to turn this into an affirmation. This is how you're going to turn this into a practice. This is, you know, this is what your life is inviting you to. This is your next lesson in, in earth school, right, to put in our vernacular.
1: So what I loved about her work and how I understood it when I was first introduced to it. It was this concept that disease or injury starts in our emotional body, and then we bring it into our physical body. And so the way that her book about Heal Your Body, you called it, I don't even know that it's blue because I have mine on Kindle. And so it's with <laughs> me all the time. No, it's seriously, it's with me all the that. time. I'm yeah. i am referencing things still to this day. I, yeah. I open it up, I just didn't know the cover was blue. But it, it's it's about these different, mostly emotional issues, which is what we suffer from, right? Mm-hmm. Because we are emotional creatures. In fact, my most favorite quote in the world is that we are not creatures that think and sometimes feel. We are creatures that feel and sometimes think. And so she really, I think, right. got like her arms around this saying, yes, this is what we are. We are creatures that feel. And so when we feel inept, or if we are angry, um, if we're mad, if, we're f- if we are holding grudges, you know, all of these things, there are correlations into your physical body that exactly. these affect. And, exactly. and, that's, and and so I, I learned about her work when I was studying under uh, Patricia Bankins, who we've had mm-hmm. on the show, and who mm-hmm. I also love dearly, when, she, when I was trained as a transcrystal therapist from her. And a lot of people don't know a lot about transcrystal therapy, but it's one of the healing arts. I, it's, I wouldn't say it's like, but it's in the same family of, of like Reiki. People know what Reiki is, I think, far more than I know what transcrystal therapy is. But we, uh, we use rocks to heal. So we use the energy of stones is effectively what that is. But through that process, there's a lot of things I had to learn. One I had to learn is that we're actually all of our organs were in our body. Uh, I was raised in Oklahoma. (laughs) You know where
2: some of them are. (laughs) I
1: know know where the ass is. Um, I've been called that before. So that's why I know where it is. Um, So I had to learn all of that. And I had to learn. The emotional conditions that influence the different organs or how the organs should be operating, and that's where she came in. And she, I believe, she was the one who kind of coined this idea using the word dis- disease as dis-ease. I think it was her. Is that was that, well, she is was that one of them. One of like, them. That she,
2: Jean Houston, Wayne Dyer, they all came up together, right?
1: Oh, so okay, so it's part of. She's part of a club that came up with the disease
2: together. They like that's the cornerstone, like the founding fathers and mothers
1: of, of the healing arts, right? Yeah,
2: the healing arts of the empowerment,
1: right? So yeah. one of the really interesting and, and and incredibly powerful story that Patricia told in our class moved me so greatly and really helped me understand about the work that that I was embarking upon. And one of the stories that she talked about was actually the year prior. So the this, this class she was teaching the year prior, same class, they had Somebody that came in, um, they had like a, a, a woman who volunteered to come in, and she had been to the medical doctor, and the medical doctor told her that she had congestive heart failure. And so Patricia got her class together to, you know, support this woman. So what happened was this woman was in this class for like six hours. They were working on her, with her, and this woman apparently cried. Like, literally, just tears rolled down her face for five or six hours, something like that. She later goes back to the doctor. And uh, the doctor said, I don't know what you did or what's happened, but you actually don't have any more signs of congestive heart failure. (laughs) And... Is and it, I don't you want know, to tell is a people classic
2: Louise Hayes story.
1: <laughs> well, actually, it was, seriously, but this yeah. is this is actually a classic Patricia Banken story. Yeah, to me. And so what happened? What then? When Patricia shared the story, and then she was talking about here's what I think it was: is that you know this woman really held all of her emotions inside,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And so she said, this isn't literal, so don't take it literal. But like the the fluid around her heart, because she said, think of it like they were tears. And so she had to get she those. She cried it out. She cried yeah. it out. Yeah. And it was it's so incredibly. I think I had tears when I was to the story, but what's interesting. I'm shocked by that. <laughs> uh, right? Thank you. You're, you're empathic elf. Um, but was what, what was really, really fascinating about it is that not only that experience in, in the classroom, but I later had to go to New York, maybe a few weeks later for business. And I sat with an old friend of mine from like 25 years. And and I'm telling her the story about this class and about this woman who had congestive heart failure. And so my friend Nancy looked at me as, after I told her the story. And she uh, – crying is not the right word. Sobbing maybe would be a good <laughs> word. And I looked at her and said – and I grabbed her hand across the table because that's what yeah. I do. And I said, what's wrong? I'm so sorry. What did I – you know, and she goes, that's how my mom died. And she uh, said, and, the, and that woman that you described is my mother. She goes, my mother did not get those emotions. She just couldn't do it. And she's like, I'm just so glad to know the why. And she's no. like, so I'm just crying because I feel like I just, you just solved a puzzle
2: for me. She needed to be affirmed. Right, she, that needed that, to be, yeah. she needed to
1: be, she needs to understand it now. Yeah. As we talk about this, I think it's really important for people to understand that no one is th- uh, uh, no one thinks you're weak if these are things that you're dealing with because I certainly have stories of shit I've dealt with, and we'll dive into those too.
2: <laughs> My generous self. <laughs> yeah, well, if anybody's <laughs> done
1: anything wrong, I think I've done most of it wrong and hopefully oh, <laughs> before I've learned from it. And, um, but it doesn't mean it's wrong, it doesn't mean you're bad. it also doesn't. You know, you have to really work and focus on this to shift. Really, who you are in the moment to move past any of these ailments? I maybe proper right. word to say.
2: Well, and and what I'd say is messages. They're, they're guideposts, right? Yeah, they are. The heart state holds so much, and and it sometimes it just needs relief. Like it really like it's it's just so stuck and con- it's literally congested, right? And so you need that relief. And for some people, that relief is going to be a five-hour crying session. For some people, it's going to be, I'm going to take up weightlifting. You know, I'm going to get strong. I'm going to work my cardiovascular system to get strong. Like So it comes in different forms. Louise would not be prescriptive and says it has to be this. She would right. invite you into an affirmation for you to find your own way. And you can change the affirmation you can edit it but you have to be following your own guidance um and that's what and to always
1: to... stay in touch with your western doctor too like this is not oh, a absolutely. replacement this absolutely. is a combination mm-hmm. i
2: just want to say it out loud it's and i'll say it yes.
1: again is yeah. that when you have both working together you have a much better shot yes. right than just choosing mm-hmm. one
0: and exactly. i just again.
1: Work both together, you have a better shot. (laughs) So, what are some of the affirmations from Heal Your Body? Like, tell
2: when uh, we come back from our break, we'll jump into that. Of (laughs)
1: course, when we come back from the damn break, (laughs) nice. All right, everybody. We are back from Brenda's self-imposed break. <laughs> I did not agree to that break, but we had it nonetheless. Um, so, with that, I would love for oh, my witchy poo. So <laughs> I would love for my witchy poo to actually talk to us about maybe what some of these conditions are and what some of the monsters so, are that she recommends. Just
2: some general examples. And again, you know, I highly recommend. It's a small book small but mighty. And just to have it around, just to begin to train your mind as you look at these different conditions or situations that we run into in our school, and you can see how she's pivoting and, and teaching you about how the body holds energy is what she's she's teaching you. For example, any outbreaks on the skin, so whether it's uh, you know acne or a rash or um, blood vessels that get broken, anything on the skin, she would say are small Outbursts of anger that don't have an outlet, right? So they have to, it, it has to come out somewhere. So it's going to come out sideways through the skin, which is our largest organ, right? And so the mantra would be I calm my thoughts and I am serene.
1: Let's right? all say that one more time. <laughs> I calm, I my, calm thoughts my thoughts and, and I, am I am serene. serene. We could but have, we could be a duet. Of could be.
2: <laughs> You're gonna put this to music, aren't you? I can tell. I no, I will. I'll I, start drumming. I, hear, I feel a song coming on. <laughs> I'll start drumming soon with
1: my native drums.
2: It'll be awesome. Nice. Um now again, if if you for me, if I am seething in anger about something and I move into a mantra of I calm my thoughts and I'm serene, chances are that might make me a little more edgy. <laughs> so but what happens is that when you you know, when then you say that, you can actually identify that's that what's what's boiling up a little easier. So it actually can help. If I give myself an outlet, and I can start journaling, I can phone a friend, I can actually speak to whoever I'm angry about. Wait, did you just
1: play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Because I think those are the options that they have when you can't get an answer right are those things. <laughs> you can, yes.
2: You can front. <laughs> right, but but literally, like sometimes it's, or, or, you know, get a therapist or, you know, whatever. But give yourself the opportunity to process Right. When she gives you an affirmation, if it triggers you, pay attention to it. Use the affirmation. It's a key. It's not supposed to be, you know, like I'm going to cover up this seething with, that's called a spiritual bypass. And it always has a boomerang effect. You don't want to go there.
1: Right. right. I think that is, that's, you're absolutely right. And, and again, it's important to understand who you are to know how you can go deal with it. Like there are people who exactly. I know, I have a very close friend that is a pediatrician in San Francisco. And her name is Dr. Tanya. And Tanya works for the state and the county. So you can imagine um, the kind of work she has to do every day. And can so imagine. for her to work through that, what she does every single day, and I've known her for 20 plus years, she goes for a two-hour run. Yeah. That is how she pro- She has to get that out of her body right. in order to show up
2: the next day. Right. Good and for she's her. she's never had acne. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> On so many levels. <laughs> so another example that many people deal with, which is high blood pressure, right? And so Louise would say this is a stand, a long standing emotional problem that is unresolved. And her affirmation, her invitation is I joyously release the past. I am at peace. I joyously release the past. I am at peace. This so I have a reminder
1: mentioned. of that, just so yeah. you know, because. Your alpha's a little emotional, and everybody's (laughs) emotional. But so I, I, but I know how I deal with it. I have uh, Lord Ganesh all over the house Mm. because part of what he teaches us is um, every day is a new day. You actually get to start again. He removes blocks. He does all. He does lots of things. But one of them is you get to start the day anew. And part of that,
2: he's the keeper of thresholds yeah right so the sacred threshold of a new day let it be new don't mm-hmm. carry over exactly right? bring your wisdom but that's it but not your but garbage not your garbage, <laughs> not your garbage. <laughs> bring your wisdom
1: that's- not your garbage I would not have been a good Hindu god that's all I have to say <laughs> I don't think <laughs> good to know <laughs> if you guys have to understand that if brenda and i were physically in the same location she would have either thrown shit at my head or would have thumped (laughs) my head because she's done that many times she flicks it kind of thumps it and that's what exactly that would have been who says i would not be a good Hindu god (laughs) oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah no hello well you just said oh my god oh my god i'm like well yes hello I am a Hindu. No, I'm
2: Do you would like to say anything else about Lord Ganesha? Can we move no, on? we can definitely move on. <laughs> I am now crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Okay, we are moving on. So <sighs> what Louise would say, St. Louise. St. <laughs> <what Saint> Louise. <laughs> say, hey, 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 Injuries, wounds, right, things... That uh, where you are literally injuring yourself is punishment for not following your own rules. And the affirmation would be, I create a life filled with rewards. I I love that. create a life filled with rewards.
1: Because see, people think that injuries are accidents. And I'm like, oh, is it? Yeah, Because people will say that, like, oh, I hurt my back carrying a mattress. It was like, an accident. Mm, I said, mm, I don't yeah. really think that's what I'd call it. So yeah. let's have a
2: chat. Well, this, and I know for me personally, this I get this a lot. Uh, <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Okay. <laughs> this, confession. This is, this is a confessional, everybody. This is a
2: confession. So for me, this sounds so, where I know I am not centered when I run into things. Like, I'll take a corner too fast. <laughs> impale myself <laughs> like, like, because I'm you know I'm, I'm overly scheduled I move fast I have to get to the next thing and so I, I literally I'm like oh could not be any clearer I just <laughs> I just hit a wall literally
1: well and for you it's you being like that is not your rules oh you, you get outside of that and that's right. when you start doing I've seen you do that
2: yeah I, I try I say yes to too many things and then yeah. I'm like oh I blew by all my boundaries yeah, right. No. And it's not a punishment. It's a course correction, right? That gives me a chance to line back up with my intention of how I want to live. So it's a huge invitation. And so when I do it, you know, after I'm like, ah, ouch. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank you. I got that one, right? That's, to me, that's the affirmation. Thank you. I got that one. I don't need the two by four side of the head. I just needed to stub my toe or, you know, run my body into a wall. Right. And there's no reason
1: to be upset about it. That's when you're yeah. like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank I'm you. I'm, I'm Thank so, you for alerting me.
2: Yeah. I'm so clear. Being a dipshit. That's why yeah. I say it. <laughs> totally, totally. Again, not a good Hindu god I would be. <laughs> but very clear about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um and then just another one that I think is really quite relevant. It's all about respiratory respiratory ailments. Right, It comes in a lot of different forms, whether it's asthma or allergies or whatever. It's an inflamed family environment. Now, family can be defined in many different ways, right? So are there arguments or yelling, sometimes silence, right? We know that that passive-aggressive aspect of (laughs) shutting someone off is just as damaging as yelling, right? And so the affirmation is, I declare peace and harmony within me and around me.
1: I love that what's the best way for someone to practice the mantras and how often so once they understand so everybody's gonna buy the blue book and they realize that you know they have respiratory ailments and they they identify with why and here's a mantra how often should they practice it
2: again, follow your own guidance is always the preferred. My default is forty days um because that's. It has to do with the brain chemistry and how we learn new patterns, and so that's a nice. It's solid not remember. Noah's Ark, because that sounds like a Noah's Ark.
1: <laughs> guidance. It can be Noah's
2: Ark if you'd like. Okay, <laughs> um, but it has to do with the brain chemistry as well, um, which they didn't know back in the day when they did forty days of practice of things. Um, so that's my comfort zone. For a lot of people, they like one and done, and I would not recommend that. The other thing is, I like doing things for at least three minutes. Or if you have a mala, a Japa Mala practice, you know you can you can do the hundred eight malas, or you know something like that. That's to do that. That's comfortable for me as well.
1: That's fantastic. I think yeah. it's important for folks to understand. It's like okay, I see this, but now it's it's like when you're cooking and have ingredients. If you just listed ingredients and didn't tell them how much, God knows what they would bake.
2: Yeah, right. (laughs) You can't bake like that. You can cook like that, but you can't bake like (laughs) that. (laughs) Right. But to have that specific three minutes a day for 40 days, we'll get it it done. We'll change the, the frequency in which things are vibrating. And it doesn't mean that, you know, your situation will be gone entirely, but it's shifted. So then you may want to adjust the mantra a little bit or the affirmation.
1: I'm just making a note. So remember the number 120, and then you just divide it by three and knowing that you have to do it for three minutes for 40 days. That was my weird um, math for
2: people that to remember things. That is elf at her back. I can't <laughs> help it. I mean, I can make a spreadsheet
1: about all this crap. Don't worry.
2: Um, so before we go on, we're just going to take one more break. Break, 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 break.
1: All right, everybody, we are back again from another one of Brenda's solely um, (laughs) initiated imposed breaks. breaks. (laughs) Um, I know where I wanted to go was actually, I was going to ask you, do you remember? I guess it was like six or seven years ago, and I had that really gnarly ear problem, Mm, my hearing problem. Remember how I was a mess? So it was like you couldn't hear, so you couldn't think. It was the craziest thing. So yeah. what happened was I'd gone to Buffalo, New York, to go see my Aunt Marlene, and my Aunt Marlene was making her stroll out of her body. I mean, she was <laughs> on her
2: exit ramp. <laughs> she
1: was landing the plane, so to speak. And so I was there, and when I was there with her and with my cousin Kristen, I started getting congested. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So you see a pattern here. I'm glad you talked about congestion. And I got on a plane to fly home. When I landed, I couldn't hear. And I thought, oh, this has happened before, you know, a couple of days go by, still couldn't hear. I go and I see an ear specialist, and he puts me in one of those little boxes, little telephone boxes things. Yeah,
2: <laughs> with the headset on. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, it actually reminded me of the box that I had to sit in for days when I was recording the audio version of my book. I was having major trauma about it because of this. Post so Express, yeah. it totally was. But he put these <laughs> yeah. headphones on me. He walks in and he says, push this button when you hear a sound. Right, so about fifteen minutes later, he comes in. He goes, "Why aren't you pushing the button?" I said, like, I, "I didn't hear anything." <laughs> Why aren't you giving me any
2: sounds, dude? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't hear
1: anything. That's how bad my hearing was. So he went and checked. He's like, "Oh gosh, your left ear. You wait another day or so. That would have been infected. We've had to take that out. Like, it, I mean, it was some gnarly kind of stuff." So he ended up um, having to put those earplugs in, the, like the tubes, like little mm-hmm. kids get. So mm-hmm. I'm a forty whatever year old with ear tube with tubes in my ear.
2: And let me just also say. And, you know, she has some really interesting things to say when, when adults run into childhood ailments like this. Oh, what'd she say? Right, because she would Did say- Did she say that those healed... people
1: would not make very good- Hindu um, gods. Hindu gods.
2: <laughs> she may say that, but I'm not exactly sure about that one. But what she would say, right, is you're actually healing something that is unresolved from your childhood. Mm, interesting. Right, so as you're sending your aunt off, right, right you- could be having, resolving some things from
1: Sure. Own. I mean, God knows I've been doing that for a long time. Yeah. Um, but it, it was, you know, I, when it was going on, I was aware and had already been working with um, Louise Hay's work. And when I looked uh, about the hearing, it was interesting. It said, rejection, stubbornness, isolation. I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds familiar. And then it says <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> to this day, and then it says, um, what don't you want to hear? Right. Don't bother me and you know there's a lot of things I didn't want to hear and I certainly didn't want to hear or face The fact that my aunt Marlene who is someone who has been it was a consistent source of love and adoration in my life from the time I was born and I think I was having a hard time with that. And I didn't want to fucking hear it
2: They want to deal with it.
1: I didn't I couldn't you know, not re-
2: it, it was too much. It was too much loss It was and you weren't gonna make it right. Yeah, I'm just gonna shut that down well, Yeah well. May R- have row. overshot my mark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I totally overshot my mark. But this is, I think, a really powerful example of how this operates, how this works. And I am glad I went through it because I learned right? Mm. It was painful. I had those suckers in for six months. I would have to shower with earplugs. And the funny thing is, since then, because I, since I understand it, I have no hearing issues. In fact, I hear incredibly well. In fact, mm. it kind of freaks Suzanne out. <laughs> it does. I mean, it's I like, you. yeah, it's like very intense.
2: Isn't that beautiful?
1: And yeah, because now I'm fine to hear even those things that I don't think that I want to. But the funny thing is, is that through this whole I guess, journey of mine, there's really nothing I don't want to hear. It's fi- it's mm-hmm. all fine because I'm right. good no matter what. And exactly. that's also, I think, a big lesson from Louise is that you're fine
2: no matter what. Right. It's so beautiful. And, and again, please, I encourage you to you know, get on YouTube, find some video of her because there's lots and lots and she's published many books and they're all such positivity and empowerment and like you said no fear right there's no fear it's just oh this is what it is it's really simple and um it doesn't mean it's easy to work this path it just is very accessible and she Uh, did it beautifully
1: yeah she sure did and and for those that aren't aware is that she actually launched hay house publishing in
2: 1984 oh see i thought that was Something everyone would know.
1: <laughs> well, maybe everyone doesn't. So for those that don't, know that Louise launched Hay House Publishing in 1984 to support authors in the spiritual space. In fact, there's a few friends of mine that have published their book through Hay House. I mean, one is Kathy Bird, who we're eventually going to have on the show. And the other one that we've talked a lot about is her first book, Anita Morjani, also published through there. There's a couple of quotes. Did you guys mind? if I? Do you mind? I say you guys. Like, there's more of you in the
2: room. <laughs> Me and all my spirit guides. <laughs> Me, yeah, well, right. It's a herd
1: do you Do you and your herd mind? There's a f- couple of her quotes that I think are really powerful. Do you mind if I like kind of like just cruise through some really fast? That's
2: that's fantastic. Oh, I've already overused the word. But these are iconic phrases of hers that encapsulate huge paradigms of powerful living guidance
1: yeah in fact this one the first one is one that you've all have probably heard quite a bit but it may be different incarnations of it but it says I do not fix problems I fix my thinking the problems fix themselves hmm. right so I mean wonderful. that is the core of who she is yeah. that is the core of her teaching was With that yeah. um, and then she talks about you know you have the power to heal your life and you need to know that we think so often that we are helpless but we're not we always have the power of our minds. Claim and consciously use your power, ladies. And this is,
2: again, she lived this. She walked this path herself, and then she gave it to us. It was amazing. And I love this one. If you accept a limiting belief, then it will become truth for you. I mean, when I'm working with people, I'm always saying, why are you limiting that which is unlimited, (laughs) including you, including the divine? Like, why are you putting parameters? Because you're fearful? That's not good enough reason, <laughs> you know, stop it, <laughs> right? Why are you limiting that? Which exactly. Is so There's no exactly. reason. It, is, someone gave it to you, it feels like it's safer, but it's just not real. But if you believe it, if you live that way, that's what you will experience, including within your own skin. I mean, and
1: she teaches so much, you know, about loving yourself and about how it's hard for you to love another if you don't love yourself. And this one, I thought, was incredibly powerful, because, oh, Lord, in my years, and I'm sure, Brenda, in your years, you have encountered so much of the same. When you talk to folks that had, you know, difficult relationships with their mother, with their father, how they felt like they weren't loved, and this is one of her quotes that I thought was so magnificent, is, if your mother did not know how to love herself, or your father did not know how to love himself, then it would be impossible for them to teach you love yourself. So if you're one of those folks, there's some work to do about loving yourself and really work with this body of work that Louise Hay has done to help get you in that right direction, because it's never too late. It is absolutely oh. possible at any minute, any day, any time for you to work on that. And if you're sheltering in place, or if you, you're have, just you a hermit, have to do you have to do
2: something. You might as yeah. well do this. I <laughs> exactly. Got to do something. Might as well love myself. <laughs> I might as well raise your vibe. Right. Right. Yeah, that's right. exactly what she's talking about there. It's so beautiful. Thank you for being with us to remember and pay homage to and honor Louise Hay, and you know, let us share our specific experiences with her. You know she transitioned peacefully in her sleep august thirtieth twenty nineteen twenty seventeen excuse me twenty seventeen at the age of ninety and I just have so much gratitude for this groundbreaking, inspiring, magical woman and the work she did on the planet relentlessly and how she invited others into this space and upheld them and shared them generously with all of us. We're so lucky to have had her.
1: We certainly were or have been. And I'm telling you, anytime that you hear, hey, or hey, 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 <laughs> go tap into her book, man. Like go yeah. <laughs> in there and, and see what she has to say.
2: Get your guidance.
1: <laughs> and remember, first school is hard. Without Louise Hay and the other side. And Louise Hay on the other side. <laughs> thanks, so well. everybody. And thank, thank you, you. my witchy boo
2: Thank you, my Thanks for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Maya Cole, who guides us while we guide you.
1: Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at Other Side Guides at iHeartRadio.com. And you can even call us at 833 22 Guide to leave us a
2: message. We want to know what you think, we want to know what you know, and we want to hear your stories. And remember, earth school is hard without the other side.
1: Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.